Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio right here in beautiful freaking freezing Matawan, New Jersey. This is such bullshit at this point. I'm yeah, so, it was spring, so over I'm not, it. I'm not trying to deal with this right I now. I hate New Jersey, um, and I'm out of here as soon as I very well possibly can. Uh, it is Sturge. It is Gooch. We are broadcasting you live, coming to you live from the Cabinet Creations Sports Desk right here. You can visit those guys. Uh, their link is right on our website. Be sure it's my Uncle Billy. He's about to build an extension on my house. So clearly I won the lottery uh, overnight. Nobody knows about it. So I've, I've kept that quiet because I don't want people to like, hey, man, remember me? I'm cousin number six. And like, oh, I need, need money. No, I didn't hit the lottery. Um, but Chop Sports did. In fact, they will because we're about to embark on 1,000 subscribers. We are so close uh, as we picked up another 15 yesterday. Um, let's see. Yeah, 15. And now we're up to uh, 946. So we're inching our way there. We have these. Uh, I do it like once a day. Um, I'm beating the algorithms. I'm beating the algorithms over the head. I'm saying like, F you Twitter. Like, I'm going to just say, go link on my bio so people actually see the tweet. And there's been a lot of response on the Twitter machine. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, but good morning, everybody uh, <laughs> in the chat right now. There is a link at the top of the chat. That's how to join the show. I'm talking to you, James Rube, in just a little bit because I know you said you had to join the show because we we're going to be talking some NBA today because we're going to have a new segment. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But if you want to uh, support Chop Sports, in any way possible, you can do so by going over to patreon.com forward slash shop sports, three, five, ten dollar increments. Uh, it means the world to us, keeps the lights on in this place, keeps us going and keeps us improving. Like yesterday, for instance, it's the big purchases that we talk about uh, from time to time again. You hit me up saying, hey, bought a printer. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, it's let's an go. Investment. We invested in invested a in a printer. We already difference. had a printer. We just wanted a wireless. We need a one. wireless. Yeah, printer. need a wireless this is printer. 2022. The old one. Yeah, exactly. The old one's a little older. Um, but yeah, so I hope everybody's doing well out there. Um, yesterday, by the way, I will say that I did uh, ride the, uh, the sauces picks again for the NBA. Went five and two, including a parlay. So crush that. My my bankroll is now over. I'm up to twelve units <laughs> officially when it comes to uh, no, maybe like eleven and a half. But that's all um, sauce. And uh, you download his app to figure out his picks each and every day as we inch closer to the final four. We'll get into that. A lot of NBA to talk about today because that's what's down to the wire, you know. So we're excited about that. We'll get into that soon. And just a just a quick clarification on what he was talking about, Rube. If you would like to call in today and give me a little bit of support on this debate that I'm clearly going to be on the, the one side of, I'm sure you all know that. Um, feel free, bro. The link is up there. And Dave, Dave was talking to you specifically. Yeah, Dave's propaganda. Like it's not propaganda, but you know what? I'll let my guy. Officer Payne do the talking in just a couple of minutes uh, because there will be a brand new segment. It won't be every day, but whenever he feels like he needs to rip off something, he's going to rip and he's going to go and it's pissed off Payne. He joins us. He is actually in the chat right now. He's signing autographs after the show. So if you want to just send him something to sign like an eight by 10, I know. And, and he said that there's um 945 and 946 or, or whatever subscribers he's talking about. Dude, you're telling me there's only fucking two cops that work with you today. You got two subs. Wow. How about the next guy you arrest? You go to his phone and you also subscribe on his phone, too, by the way. So that would help us out tremendously. But every um, just good morning, to everybody. And I hope if this is your first time with us, welcome to the show. Uh, I do also want to plug real quick that we recorded the Fight Factory for the first time uh, 
on camera yesterday. That's already available on podcast form. But later on on this channel, if you're into WrestleMania and you're into MMA, it's going to drop later on this afternoon. Have we decided right, on a time? Um, two? Sure. Two sounds wonderful. But it'll be up there. So 2 o'clock, uh, we made that, literally made that decision right this second. 2 o'clock, that'll drop on our YouTube channel. It's the brand new episode of The Fight Factory featuring myself, Gooch, uh, Tommy D, and, of course, Rob produced that bad boy from, uh, from Beyond the Arc. So we got that. We also got Jimmy Palumbo, who's now begging people and pleading people. He might even give you a couple bucks if you go to his show on Saturday. He's got a sold-out show on Friday night. Saturday night, uh, there's tickets still available for that one. Jimmy's returning home uh, to Avenel. I know he's from Colonia, uh, but in at least the the area. It's the same show. Avenel's like right around the corner. Um, so go check out Jimmy's show. I will. I'm, I mean, right now, I'm technically going on Friday. However, I've not talked to Jimmy yet, so... You got you to call us, Jimmy. I mean, I, I, listen, I know sometimes when you call me, you're looking for Chris like I'm his freaking receptionist, but I you digress. Don't call us. Call, call Dave. We spoke I don't want to talk to anybody, actually. Um, I don't want to talk to anybody. So anyway, before we get into um, whatchamacallit, uh, oh, we do want to talk about the one thing that came over the NFL wire. Yes. So the, the NFL seems to be doubling down on their Rooney rule after what they found to be a joke at first. I mean, it's been around for a long time, but people are just literally using the Rooney rule and saying it's a Rooney rule interview. Like there's just been bad press around this Rooney rule. And it's been brought to light, obviously with all the crazy stuff going on with um, Flores, as I couldn't think of his name, uh, Flores. And right now I don't have the details in front of me. Maybe you do. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the details are of this whole stipulation or this, this, adjustment of the Rooney rule but from what my understanding is that emails <laughs> they're making it where you have to interview an offensive um all right you have to an african-american offensive coach has to be interviewed for every single opening is that what it is like for every opening you have at each position you have to interview at least one minority and then one female, female. and or is it both I don't know. You know, like that's what I need to figure out. But at the end of the day, this I feel like getting out of hand I feel again. like what Flores's case mainly is is like kind of to prove how shitty the Rooney Rule is. I think that's the kind of stance he's taking with it, where you're giving these guys basically figurehead interviews when you know that you're not hiring them. That's just going to create more of that. And in terms of wanting to get rid of this whole lawsuit, I feel like they're creating more friction and possible more. Already for this scoops coming in. It's not an interview. It's a must hire now. Wow. Holy hell. So this isn't a double wow. down on the rule. This is literally a mandate. So we had we had um, we had Rob do a little bit of research this morning, and he came up with some interesting data on the whole um, minority head coaching or minority offensive coaching, mm. right? So throughout the NFC East and the AFC East, because we didn't really have enough time to go through the entire league, but we feel like that's enough of a sample size to give you enough data to feel to to kind of explain why I'm not so sure that this is really necessary, and I'm I'm all for saying like the black head coaches typically don't get enough opportunity in the league considering that's, there's that's statistic. It's a 95% that's statistic. black that's, play, you right. know black players in the league. So I agree with that um 100% I I do think that there needs to be something but instituting a rule in order to fix a problem that I don't necessarily see as an issue with the offensive coordinators and offensive position coaches. So just to go through the teams, the Giants have nine offensive coaches. Four of them are are um a person of color. Cowboys have seven, three of them are, right? Eagles have seven, three of them are. Commanders have 12, six. Uh, Jets, nine, four. Bills, 10, seven. 
You know, so it's right. not even like it's there. They don't exist. I thought the numbers were going to be. I'm actually kind of shocked because when you we, were, we, were off the charts. This, we were talking about this, I was on the side where I was like, bro, there's probably not one single uh, black tight ends coach in the league. And Rob, you were like, no, there's there's a lot as you were looking through them. So I'm not really sure where I sit on this. I feel like the NFL is just trying to put a bandaid over a broken bone with this whole look, we care. No, you don't give a fuck. This That's is like a, after, this after. Is a fake fix for an issue that I feel like has been going on for quite a while. And maybe it's a little bit less prevalent now. Um, I'm not really sure where I stand on this. I need to read more into the rule. That's like when they did, they tried to do the, you know, the, the supporting racism, like by putting a decal on your helmet and putting the shit in the end zone. Oh, we fixed it. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it's no, not. you it's, didn't. It's, so it's stop. All, it's all for fucking clicks. Or it's likes all, right. Or, it's all it's for pandering. like the image of the NFL. And it's just like uh, uh, the NFL owns a day of the week, you know, and now multiple days of the week. And, and I think that there's never going to be a time where people don't think the NFL is dog shit. In their front offices, like yeah. the league itself, the sport itself, superior to anybody else. But when it comes to front offices and what they do to do, like promote change, they're a joke. They're a joke. And, and look, there's no bigger NFL fan than me. And I'm just thinking, I think that the, everything they try to implement is no good. This is no according good. to ESPN, what they put up. And in the language, it says that women don't even have to be interviewed. They just have to be on your list right here. Women do not have to be. What do you mean a list? Like your fulfillment process, like you have to with the Rooney Rule, you have to show the NFL that you had a list of hirees, like you were going, you interviewed these people. But you don't. It says right here, added woman to the language of the Rooney Rule at all levels. It will now read that women and or people of color can satisfy the requirement to interview two external minorities for top positions, including head coach. So and or women coach. are not required to be interviewed, but they are now included <laughs> in the fulfillment process. It, so it, hold on, it is possible. <laughs> That a team could interview two white women for open head coach position to satisfy the Rooney rule oh. and then make a hire without interviewing a person of color. This whole thing so, is a joke, man. Create more loopholes. Wow. Dude, now, now, now has your calves. If I'm Flores attorney, <laughs> if I'm Flores attorney, I'm going to fucking eat this up for my case. And also, did you see that? I'm not sure who the coaches are, but there was two new plaintiffs added to the Brian Flores suit. So now it's three total. Oh, and, and it could include ownership, is what I'm hearing. That the plaintiff, like the, the people siding with, with Flores, could be NFL owners. So wow, there's a lot of shit going on right now. And it's it's still look, they're trying to sugarcoat it. It's kind of like what happens in like, you know, real life when there's politics involved. Like, like all of a sudden, like everybody was talking about, you know, Will Smith smacking up Chris Rock yesterday. But meanwhile, I'm sure there's like child like trafficking somewhere you know I, what i mean like I you're distracted believe, now. i firmly believe at the end of the day this is what we'll end this topic on that the rooney rule in my opinion is offensive it's more offensive and it causes more harm than it does good and i think brian flores is exposing that fact with his lawsuit whether he wins or not i gotta tip my hat to the guy i know that you know he's been he's been like a lightning rod in the past couple weeks but um, I don't think that he's doing this to be a social warrior or social justice warrior. I think he's doing it to fix a thing that's been prevalent in the league for a long time. And the league constantly brushing it under the rug with these new uh, modifications to a shitty archaic rule that maybe at the time was def definitely necessary um, because at that point there was like zero. So right. I understand the, the whole institution of it. But at this point, they're just doing bad things. And. I don't think that Flores is in a situation where I'm not going to compare him to Kaepernick because Kaepernick was very vocal. And I don't think Flores is going to go to a situation and try and use every opportunity he gets to be on. I mean, he's on a coaching staff and now. to talk about, you know, so he's not he's not he's trying to, like, push this aside and say, look, I just want to do my job. This is a separate matter. 
Whereas I think Kaepernick, where whether my opinion on him, you know, where you where you which side of the fence you fall under, I think we could all agree that Kaepernick has also has an agenda. I don't think Flores has a private agenda. I think no, it's more I, like I agree with that. I agree you know, with that. So it's less of a friction for the team. Commander uh, Commander Carson coming in saying, as a black man, this is the stupidest thing ever. I'll defend that it's dumb. The Rooney Rule is a joke. So there, there you go. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a joke amongst us. It's a, it's a, now a joke amongst even uh, the black community. Like this is this is just. This is the NFL, like I said, like you said, putting a Band-Aid on a broken bone. Guess what? That ain't going to fix it. So, You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. Guys, behind every great sports fan is a spouse or a significant other that tirelessly puts up with us day in and day out, and sometimes they're even bigger fans than we are. At Shop Sports, we're all about helping all brands expand their business. And today, we want to talk to you guys about a women's clothing company out of North Carolina called Lilac and Sage Boutique. Tell them, Dita. Lilac and Sage Boutique is a veteran-owned, LEL-spouse-operated boutique based out of North Carolina. They were founded by those who serve. Their goal is to continue their service by providing affordable clothing to other hardworking women. They ship orders all over the world. They have all sorts of amazing styles, ranging from women's tops, rompers, to sundresses. I myself have already purchased way too many items, and I'm coming back for more. Guys, you have to act now, and at checkout, be sure to let them know you heard about them via Chop Sports by entering the code CHOP10 and get 10% off your purchase at checkout. Visit them online right now at www.lilacsageboutique.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook, at Lilac Sage Boutique. And join their mailing list like I did so I don't miss any of their new arrivals. You heard it from the producer herself, ladies and gentlemen. Check out lilacsageboutique.com. Before we get into all the stuff that we wanted to get into today, I do have to tell you that uh, part of this pod show, I almost said podcast, but you know, it, it still is a podcast after all. Um, uh, this show is being brought to you by Michael Fusco and the Fusco Insurance Agency. They have partnered up with Chop Sports. We're very pumped about it. The Fusco Insurance Agency offers personal and commercial lines, life, health insurance. They even help with retirement, employee benefit administration. If you need a benefits guy, boom, there's your guy. Um, it's tax season. We literally, I have to email our guy one more time today because I just, I need to get that done because I got money just waiting to be sent to me. And I just got to get this done. I should have went to. Fusco, because he has the prestige tax group uh, who also hooks you up with your tax services, retirement planning, insurance, asset protection, even life settlements. So God forbid something happens to one of your loved ones. Like he'll take care of all of that. This is a good dude. He's he's affordable. He will not lose you any money. Like this is uh, the guy that you want to link up with. He's a powerhouse agency. Get involved. Uh, visit him at www.fuscoinsuranceagency.com. He's very affordable. And he's got, uh, yeah, he's just super experienced. He's a nice guy. And I'm sure he's over the St. Peter's thing by now, you know, so he's easier to, easier to talk to today. He was probably a little pissed off yesterday, but, you know, overall, good dude, good company. I don't We're get very that. happy. I don't get him. that pissed off uh, vibe from the St. Peter's alum. I feel like everybody's still just very proud. They beat a bunch of good teams and yeah. they lost to the eventual national champion. So you can't really fault them there. <laughs> yeah. Very, very I love accurate. how Dave agrees that <laughs> North Carolina right is winning it. it all. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, yeah, over that one. No, no, no. I, I heard you. Mm-hmm. I heard. I, I, I've been on the fence. I talked to our boy Evan yesterday, and because I talked to Evan yesterday, I'm uh, now. I really want the Tar Heels to win. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I might be on team I mean, Tar Heels. It's not like winning against Duke is guaranteeing anything. There's a definite tough opponent. Yeah, it's either Kansas or, or Villanova, and and they're both great. So all right, real with, quick though, before we get to pain, did you did remember we were talking? I kind of mentioned it earlier. I want to bring this up. Logan Paul ah, yeah, had yeah, yeah. Dana White on his podcast, and I'm so Which, surprised. By the way, I'm this was, shocked. This aired like uh, almost two weeks ago, and I'm very surprised that it didn't publicity. make more headlines, even in the MMA world or boxing world for that matter. Um, I've been searching and scouring for content for two weeks for the MMA show or the, the Chop uh, Fight Factory, and I haven't seen anything on it. But yesterday I happened upon it, and it was, bro, it was such a good show. Dana White and and you would expect these guys to be at each other's throats, but but he's got was, his beef is with Jake. But look, Dana White loves these guys. If you think for one second that like all this publicity and I saw that what I was getting on the podcast was that they're about to do business together. Like one of the Paul brothers is going to be in the UFC. There's no question about it. This is insane. I think that what these kids are Absolutely about, what these guys are re- really, they wrestled their whole lives. They boxed for a long time. Um, Dana White was like, "You got wrestling and boxing, like." You ever take jujitsu? And and Logan Paul was like, "Yeah, I do." You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that I'm a world beater, but he was essentially. Then Dana White said, "Dude, could you make 70? And he was like, "I can't make 70." And he's like, "Well, you can't fight Connor because Connor fought Nate at 70." And he was like, "So let's just say that now." This is Logan Paul speaking. He says, "Dana, forget about Connor. Forget about all of the other guys like these big name fighters." He's like, "Let's just say I wanted to enter the UFC as like." just a regular middling middling fighter yeah. could i do it he was like dana white looked at him he was like i'm definitely not saying no you know dana white is on board with but dana one of these white guys knows it's you know what i'm saying like, and, and if these guys if you don't I, give a shit I if think, they get killed in the cage i think that logan <laughs> paul is more likely to enter it as just like look i'm gonna take on a new challenge jake paul i think is more like gonna try to be the thorn in the side i think logan paul is actually interested in becoming you know, in challenging himself and fucking very interesting guy. Logan Paul will be in action this weekend. It's a very good show in general. Do you see them maybe putting him in the ultimate fighter the next season, maybe, or maybe the season after that? I think, I think he's bigger than that in terms of his drawing ability. I don't think it's worth it to, to put him in a situation where he's going to get beat up and make no money for the company. Yes. But what do you mean? Don't make a ton of, you don't think people would tune into ultimate fighter fighter and being able to promote. uh, I just don't know. I think that there's a shred that he goes in there and he loses in his first fight. And then what? But it is what it is. At least he's practicing. Yeah. But at least he's practicing training and have to go into the ultimate fighter. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think people would, I think the, the, the MMA community would respect Logan Moore if, he went in there and you know dog that you lose. I, would, I, I, I think that I think that the MMA community understands that it's a business as well. And if he got an opportunity just to compete in the UFC based on his his um status, much like a CM Punk did or other guys, even though he didn't really fight his way through the amateur ranks, which is I think that's where the people kind of get offended. They're like, yes, I had to put in the work this point. whole time. Yeah. But oh, at the same that's... time, it's like, look, this guy's bringing Mickey a ton Gall of money to the sport, them. bro. Look at it like this. If you get on the, the Logan Paul card and you're the undercard of that, that's exposure. For yeah, you. Absolutely. You, I agree. To the yes, sport. I you guys agree. understand that with the yes. wrestling world. It's the same yeah. thing. Being on the undercard of a, of a Brock Lesnar main event is better than being on, you know, yes, SmackDown. Absolutely. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. No, you have very good. Point. So I, I think that there's a very, very good chance that by summer of 2023, you're going to see a, a Paul brother in the UFC. I don't good think it's going to be Logan. We're I don't think it's going to be Jake because I think Jake Paul is a little more demanding in terms of what he wants i think that logan paul will actually 
possibly take this challenge on, and I would love to see it. We'll see. Big guy. We, oh yeah, no, guy. he Listen, is a big guy. His stature, uh, Logan Paul stature, more than Jake Paul, one thousand percent. Looks like an athlete. Yes, you know 100%. what I'm saying. Like, and look, I don't like the brothers. I, I don't like them at all. I think they're just annoying people, but they know how to sell see, their I'm shit. I'm telling you right now, they know how to sell. I'm not, I'm not, not knocking if that you, shit. I could promise you this, and I feel like it's just the going rate with, with what people think about the Paul brothers. Um, Jake Paul brings up a shitload of good points when he's talking about what's going on with the UFC fighter pay. Yeah. And Logan Paul is just one of the most well-spoken guys, bro. His podcast is really, really good. What's it called? I want to listen uh, to it. I'm Pulsive. It's just very good. He has very good guests, and he's not a hateable person. He's not. Okay. All right. He's just simply not. All right. Um, I'm probably going to get roasted by Kyle for like just defend, talking good about any other guy. Well, speaking of roasting, uh, we have now our resident chop cop that's about to go in on the NBA and go in on the current landscape of the NBA. This is the first edition of Pissed Off Pain. And like, like I said, he, he's very brash. He's very upfront. Uh, he, I wonder if he's nervous. He's right not now. pulling any punches. He could be canceled based off of one episode, uh, but you're about to listen to it. Right now, ladies and gentlemen. So bring it on up, Dina. Add that bad boy. See you later. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Pissed Off Pain. I'm excited. Very excited for this. Very, very grateful for this opportunity that Dave and Chris have given me a platform to just come on here and bitch about people that I don't like. People that aggravate me, that rub me the wrong way. They just flat out bug the shit out of me. And I'm going to start with the NBA because I absolutely loathe some of those players. LeBron James comes to mind. Uh, this sweetheart, Russell Westbrook. Uh, James Harden, he's another peach. There's more, but those are like the, the top three. The thing that pisses me off about the NBA nowadays is not that I don't like basketball or that I think they all suck. I mostly think that they all are all entirely soft. I think that they're a bunch of wet napkin pussies. Things that they do would not fly back in the day. And I'm talking about the 80s and the 90s. Like Michael and Scotty, Magic, Bird. The list goes on and on, and you know who I'm talking about. They were some tough bastards, okay? People today would not last back then, and everyone thinks that I'm crazy when I say that. And I'm not saying that this, this era of basketball is not athletic, because that's literally the only attribute that they have that tops the players back in the day, is that they're more athletic. I've never seen dunking like this back in the day. I haven't. Back when I played high school, I could dunk, but I was like one of two guys on my team. The other kid was 6'10". So, I mean, realistically, if he can't dunk, he shouldn't be on the team. You can go to any gym in the country and find players four and five deep on teams that can dunk, that can jump. And everyone, for some reason, thinks that the three ball at like 26 feet is the most important shot in basketball. And that's the other problem that I have. Everything is a three-pointer. Everyone wants to shoot from the outside. Everyone thinks they're a sharpshooter. There's no set offenses. No one attacks the lane. There's pretty much no teamwork, but that's like for a whole nother segment. This era of basketball, it, it fucking blows my mind. It really does. You have guys that literally stat chase. 
They're worried about their stats and their individualism more than they are worried about a championship. This guy in particular. Stat Slut. That's his name. Stat Slut. Because all he cares about is himself. He can go for 40 in the first three and a half quarters. Ask him to make a big shot. There you go. Russell Westbrook. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm old school. I just, I prefer the older way of basketball. These guys nowadays, if you went to the basket as Steph Curry or one of these little bitches, they want to sit outside and shoot the three and then when they don't want to shoot the three, they're going to pretend like they actually can drive the lane. If they went to the hole against a Bill Lambeer or a John Sally or a Rick Mahorn, and those are just three guys on the same team. Imagine having three of those guys on each team back in the day. They would not make it out alive. They wouldn't last in the NBA. But I know, you know, I got called soft because I, I said that we should protect the rookie quarterbacks. I, I why, why are we all of a sudden, like, if you get hit in the face, all of a sudden, you, you might be ejected. If you give a hard foul, you have the possibility of losing money. It's amazing. They would never last back in the day. And that's pretty much my point, is that they're soft nowadays, they're weak, they could not team, they could not match up against the guys in the 80s and 90s. The Bulls 72-10 and 10 team is without a doubt the best team. They didn't take days off. Everybody was held accountable. You got guys like LeBron that get cramps and he's carried off by five members of the team. Two teammates, two team, uh, what the fuck are they, ball boys? And then you got the team physician. Everyone grab a limb. Pick him up, he's got cramps. But then you got a guy like Elgin Baylor, if we take it back to the 60s. 1961, he had 40 fucking points. I'm sorry, take that back. 38 points a game, 19 rebounds a game in 48 games in an 80-game season. You know what he did? He was in the Army. He was protecting and serving when he wasn't playing basketball. And you have guys taking days off? Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? It's an absolute joke. You give me your five, take my five, and we'll see who wins head-to-head. You're not going to win from behind the arc. Because you will get deed up the whole entire time. Another thing. Another lost art. How they give out Defensive Player of the Year is a fucking travesty. No one plays defense. Except someone in the playoffs. So, that's my take. This is it. This is the show. This is the studio. It's half a fucking board cut in half and fucking drilled into this. I don't know. I hope you guys like the content. I'm going to be putting a lot out there. Uh, again, thank you to Chop Sports for this. I'm your resident Chop Cop. Chop, uh, what the fuck am I? Chop Sports Pain. And this is the very first edition of Pissed Off Pain. <laughs> I couldn't disagree with more with everything he said. Oh, more. my God. Pain. Oh, man. That was... Uh... First little, of all, I, w- I want to touch here, on one right. point right out of the gate right here, and that's that the, that's the, the Bulls that won eight, 72 games that they, they all played every single day. I'm Dennis, pretty sure. Dennis Rodman <laughs> was like, on vacation in the middle of the season with Carmen Electra in Vegas, and Jordan was getting hammered on the golf course with Jeremy Roenick. But was still dropping, dropping double nickel. <laughs> so, uh, that is Chris Payne, ladies and gentlemen, our resident chop cop. So thank you for that footage. Um, hopefully they're not as long as that anymore, but that was it was good. It, it had me engaged the entire time it was hilarious probably anybody who joined like mid pain rant like like i think ash was like who the hell is this on the screen <laughs> so um it is chris Payne, and i think that his he's got a point i, I listen i'm on team pain here I, and i know that you're not i know rube's not i know uh 
Um, Kyle's not. I, I, I get it. I'm going to get ganged up on. And, and that's, again, the, the game. <laughs> Ken Palmer, he's Chop Sports Lewis Black. 100%, 1,000%. Yes. That's perfect, Palmer. Very good. Uh, it was my first time, Dave. Yeah, all right, all right. I'm, I'm off it. New Grant is gorgeous. Have you seen that? <laughs> it was just a juke. <laughs> you probably don't know that one. Uh, but anyway, so Definitely great. Not. No, I know. But the, the guy who Scoops just said it, he probably should. Um, but the NBA... Uh, is definitely a different beast at this time. Um, and now we're coming down towards the final stretch uh, of the NBA season, which, again, earlier in the chat, I saw Kyle said, are we going to congratulate? Here, here's my biggest beef right now. He goes, are we going to congratulate the Knicks for winning four straight games, three of them against playoff teams? No. No. Why? Why? Why am I congratulating? So okay, so you won games. Did, all the Knicks just did was. Fuck up their lottery with shit. Four straight, <laughs> with four straight um, wins is fuck up. They, they got a ball removed from the lottery. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. Listen, I don't want them to lose ever. I root for the Knicks to win every single night. But when you're this bad and, and now you're out of the playoffs, outside looking in, unless barring a absolute effing miracle that the Hawks drop like the rest of their games and the Knicks will go on this miraculous run, that would be a story that would last a lifetime, right? But it's it's done, right? It's done. And um, as of yesterday or today when I woke up, the Heat are back up in first, right? And they're up a game on the Bucks, the Celtics, and Sixers. The Sixers, Sixers. right. So they're, they're up. One game separates four teams. It's getting crazy. So this, this is when the NBA gets good. Because there's been a lot of times where it was always like the same teams in the finals or at least like the LeBron-led team wherever he was were going to be. So a lot of people used to say like, why don't we even watch the regular season? Just watch the playoffs. And that's where we're at. We're at we're like five, six games away. Um, if only they had like a couple teams that weren't so soft in the NBA now. I maybe know. They, maybe it would be a little more interesting to watch and more fun to watch. Like, come on, come off of it with this whole, the NBA is too soft. Now I know that we're supposed to be talking about the East or whatever. The Celtics are I just want to touch East. on it. My point is, it's like, could we stop with this old school era of basketball is, is much better than the new school or tougher to play. in? it was so much easier to play in that era. My main point is this Jordan's the goat, right? understandable but oh, you're gonna you're gonna spark something by just saying besides that. that i mean i don't give a shit most people in here will agree with me that jordan is the goat because he is right <laughs> you're like looking up and down the chart looking yeah, down, up is. and down but my point is like michael jordan stopped pretty much everyone else in the whole entire league for about a 10 12 year stretch of winning a, a title right you can't see that in today's nba because there's so much talent dispersed around the league where it's not just one guy that's dominating how great must the NBA have been where they let one player completely ruin the legacy of an entire generation of greats? You say ruin the legacy? Ruin, yeah, like Patrick Ewing, no titles. Outside of the Rockets, when they had, like, Jordan left for, for baseball, there was just no one, no chance for a full decade for another team to compete, right? That's all because of one team. How great was the NBA? There's, there's pictures of Michael Jordan driving through the lane against, like, the Wizards at the time or the Bullets. I think there were still the Bullets, Ooh, right? Old school. And there was like three guys that were had white hair, and they were white men. But you're talking about that. I'm th let's just so for, you're yeah you're going seventies eighties. I'm talking nineties. No, 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 I think he's still talking nineties basketball too. About Michael Jordan. I think Who the fuck had white hair in the nineties? I mean, do you know? Could you name me anyone on the bullets, the Washington Bullets roster? And and uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't have white hair. Besides Calvert Cheney. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is there was a bottom feeder of the of the NBA, a la this year's Magic. They suck. You know, like they're terrible. I think if you took the Knicks or the Heat from like '94, the whole team and put them in this, you gotta remember, 
Uh, they wouldn't weight, be able weight, to defend the training. perimeter. They would get destroyed. You better no, relax over there, uh, Tommy D. I don't think so, bro. Tommy D in the chat saying John Starks is the reason Ewing didn't get a ring. John Starks is a goddamn legend, and you will f- well, never maybe, say maybe that Maybe Michael again. Jordan is the reason why Ewing didn't get yeah, a ring. And yeah. Reggie, and Except Reggie for that Miller time that John Starks Barkley trounced on him. All of them, you know? The game, listen, the game is different. And, and what, also Patrick Ewing is the reason why Patrick Ewing didn't get a ring because he missed that, you know, that know, We don't want to talk about the finger roll here, bro. Uh, so, honestly, though, the game is different. And I'm not saying, like, clearly, and I think Payne alluded to this in his segment, that the the, the skill and the, the athleticism is 1,000% better at this point, right? But the game itself was more pure back then. The game itself took strategy. The game itself back then took a tough dude to drive the lane. So now they're not doing it. I and just, I saw Rube, listen, I saw Rube, and I saw um, Kyle put in there that the three-point shot is the easiest shot to take, right? Because you're by yourself sometimes, and it's a wide-open look sometimes. They said most important. Oh, most important shot, sorry. So it's, all right, so most important shot. Why? Because it's got more one more point value? Like, Yes. Give me a better dominating center. He'll eat you alive the all night dom- long. A better dominating center right now, if he can't play the perimeter, he's he's a plug. You're telling That's me what I'm saying. But back in the day, if you fed that ball so into Shaq, what, Shaq would dominate any single Shaq player right now. Shaq would dominate right now. Of course he would. But you don't think Joel Embiid would be a problem then? Like, look at guys like Rasheed Wallace. He was like original stretch fours. Rasheed Wallace, his game translated just fine back in the day. These guys are able, able to play. You're, I'm tired of hearing the fact that LeBron James is too – LeBron James is – is like 25 pounds heavier than the biggest center in the NBA in the 80s outside of like Rick Smiths, who was 7'4", and these bigger guys. But LeBron James, you don't realize, like this guy, he's not afraid to penetrate, pause. He's not afraid to drive to the lane. He'll dunk right on everybody in the 80s and the 90s. It's I just, think I, I oh, go ahead. Sorry. We're missing the fact that like Michael Jordan, just watch how many times he complained. And you want to talk about flop. They all flop. It's the nature of the sport. You can't get on a guy for flopping when – that's what the nature of the sport is. Oh, and guess who started it? That the era that he grew up watching play. Yes. There's no doubt. Well, in Michael my mind. Jordan would hear people complain and shit on. But this is the same thing with Kobe. Kobe would go to practice and dominate every day to let everybody know he was the best. And if you want to play with me, you have to play like me. And LeBron is lazy and doesn't want to do that. Yes. Well, LeBron well, could hold well, on. LeBron could score 60 a night, right? There's one thing Easy. you can't say is LeBron's lazy. He is That's lazy. Ridiculous, bro. You just LeBron said LeBron James- could go. Listen, hold on. You said LeBron could go to and score and go and drive to the basket every day, which I think he could. I think LeBron could take over games. He's proved it. Michael and Kobe did that every single night. They weren't going to go out there and be embarrassed by anybody. So, I don't so care. So here's the thing. He will. I, I don't want to turn this into a LeBron versus Kobe Michael debate because honestly, I'm on I'm on the side of I I'm I think Jordan was better. But I'm talking about as a whole, the entire NBA. And if we're going to take a, you know, like LeBron James would have dominated. You take yes, LeBron 100- James, you take LeBron James and put him on those Bulls teams. They're dominating. That's a dominant team. Jordan, uh, Pippen, LeBron, like they're not losing more. They're they're gonna win the same amount. I'll, I'll agree. Jordan I'll now, agree. I don't that. know that Jordan dominates now the way he did in that era. I just don't. I think the talent is way too immense, and oh, I think shit. Jordan. I, I saw the way you looked. At Jordan him. plays I different. Saw that. Jordan plays different now. The NBA. Yes, Jordan would, would have changed his game to to adjust to the way the NBA is played now too. Like that's just a fact. There's no offense that's being called anymore. It's, like you said, it's. Get the ball to Steph, get the ball to Clay, get the ball who's ever opened a three-point line. That's it. That's it. We were in the triangle. And I back just watched then. the middle school charity game. That's all these kids were doing. Just, I'm not saying any of them are going to dunk, but like they're being taught now this way. 
to just take that long range. You want three. to know why? Because that's got to be a low percentage shot. I'm sorry. Your team this way, you were getting ran out of the gym. And if that's not an indicator right there as to which style of basketball is better, it's like, okay, play this old school style and get ran out of the gym or play this new school style, new school style. Maybe you guys don't think it's as entertaining, but I think it's way more entertaining. Have you want to see, oh, you want to see 86, 81, you know, some half court sets where they're like dribbling out the shot clock every fucking time, a traditional point guard bouncing the ball until someone cuts. Come on. What are we, we talking? We about? do have this a call. A YMCA. We, we have a call here uh, coming in. Uh, the guy we just saw as if we couldn't get enough of this guy. Uh, good morning, Chris. Nice. Good morning. I will so my- you got to back us up. We're back me and uh, Rob I because defend- right now Chris is dominating this. I will defend myself in a rational way. Chris and I, Stop Chris talking. and I talked about this the other day when I was at the studio, and he said because I said they don't play defense, and he said in the in the playoffs defense actually gets a little bit better, and I do agree with that to a point. It's not as good as it was back in the day, and I say back in the day, and I keep referencing it because everyone's saying, oh, the the three pointers, the the key that'll win every game. The guys in the day did not let you breathe to take three pointers. You're not going to, when you have guys like Gary Payton covering you, Michael Jordan, Scotty, keep going. I'm telling you, all yeah, the world the defenders, is, not they're every, not going to keep not those every three single, pointers. Not every single team had a, a great perimeter defender on them, even back in the day. Like, you're, no, I'm not you, saying the guys Reggie back in the day. I'm saying the guys now. Sucked at defense. I'm saying the guys now. If you have all these sharpshooters on every team, four guys, five guys deep, through, show up, throw up three pointers. Guys back in the day are not giving them that room. If you put them up against each other, they don't have the room to take those three pointers. You have guys standing at the foul line watching dudes throw it up. I'm saying 20, that if you take if you take the top 25 players in the NBA right now versus the top 25 players in the NBA, then it's not even close, bar none. The top 20, and I'm and I say then it's like you're we're stretching it here because we want to talk about eras. The 80s is an era, the 90s is an era, and like it kind of bleeds into the, the early, early 2000s, 2000s is still yeah, an era. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when I, when I, the thing that I'm we'll saying about the 80s and the like 90s is the Garnett, toughness. Like 94, 95, Iverson year. Like that's where we'll cut it off. Right. Right? I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Like I, I, KD I, I, is new that. era. Um, KG is old era. Duncan, okay. old era. Okay. No, I get that. Your 25, I, I'll take my 25 and I'll go up. It's just a it's great matchup. There's no way that the, the stars of back then are better than the stars of right now. And you yeah, have I don't, agree, I don't agree with that by any means because you can literally watch at least 20 clips. And we told you just said something about flopping before. All you guys talked about flopping and, and bullshit foul calls. There's 20 clips of LeBron not getting touched and going down and then holding his chin like he just took a fucking that has bullet. Zero bearing on, on, on anything other than him trying to get a call. It doesn't no, mean that he's no, better has- or worse at basketball. It, it has tons of bearing because you're saying that those guys can't beat the guys back can beat the guys back in the day easily. Those guys, the guys nowadays, yeah. are not as tough as they were back then. What and happens when what happens when LeBron flops like that and it's a big big spot and he gets the foul call, <laughs> right? It All works. right. Well, Chris, thank you for the five minutes. Thank you for this. We got another call. We're gonna move wow, that's on. That's like ten minutes total. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Keep watching. Keep in the comments. We're gonna get to I another call. My gate. People are coming in. All right, bro. Bye. Take care. Uh, I can't even reach him. If you can bring him up, there he is. All right. So, Scoop Espo joining us now. Uh, he's obviously Team Chris. Hello, I Akbar. think. Hello. Right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, good morning, Scoop. So, what's your take on this, bro? Uh, first off, Hugh Grant is definitely wrong on this. I don't know <laughs> what he's Grant. talking about, dude. I I think Chris said it before. If Michael Jordan played now. He would he would be a top ten player at best. No, at he would be the best, best player in the NBA, but he wouldn't dominate no, he would the way not. he dominated. Yeah, no, he him. wouldn't dominate. He'd be in the top ten. 
as a, as one of the best players. He's he would be a Steph Curry adjacent. Kevin no. Durant. Kevin no, Durant, baby. Scoop, Scoop. Me and you are the, in agreement. But this is where you get hung up on. Disagreement. Yeah, Kevin Durant so, um, and Jordan would be the same player. He, wait, he wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able to get to the. Would it be? You're saying he KD? said. He said no, no, no. He said Jordan and Curry would be the same player. No, I, I, Kevin Durant would be the same. Oh, player. okay. I can see that. I can. I can actually see Good. that. Well, Michael Jordan would would be like suspended for gambling. <laughs> right, yeah, he would be kicked and, out of the and league. Back, and back, Can you imagine back, Michael Jordan was able to go on FanDuel? Oh Are you fucking God. kidding me? Himself every you, night. You, you say, I mean, they allowed hand checking back then, so that's why the defense was better too at the perimeter. You can't if you touch someone now, it's a foul. So that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, let's blame Steph Curry. Yeah, are we gonna do this look we could do this for for every sport but more importantly like Dude. could you come up with five guys that would beat my five guys i don't think you would. i think i could i think i could too i think i could uh, and you gotta no, remember you this, you gotta you well why don't you hang up and listen <laughs> there's scoop Shut hang up. up. Hang leaving. up and listen. Up, up. My show. My show. Goodbye. There was no, you got to remember, <laughs> nutrition's so... got to, this is all sports too. Nutrition factors in, uh, weights factor in. Guys in the 80s and 90s are right. doing so all that do stuff it. now. Let's, let's just do it real quick. All right. So I'm going to name a position, right? Yeah. Here, and then, and then you tell me who's guarding him in your, in your game. So I'll, I'll start with my 80s, well, 90s well, guys. I feel like it's going to be, you're going to have a lot tougher time guarding my generation. Like we'll our, figure that out right now. Right, I guess. We're going to figure it out okay, right now go. because we're okay. on the streets and here comes the game, right? So I'm going to start with my, obviously my one, my point guard, right? Okay. My guy's going to be, I, I I was up, I was up for two in my head. I'm like, there's two guys in my mind. He's that about would, to pick John Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> There's one guy on my mind <laughs> right now. Why is it John Stockton? And I'm gonna I'm gonna change it from John Stockton to Tim Hardaway. See, you're not really Dave. That's who you would bullshit. Of all Tim time. Hardaway's my now, guy. Now he, I'm now I'm gonna pick Chris Nick. Paul because Tim Hardaway is my guy. But that's dis- that's fucked up, Dave. I'm sorry. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. Tim Hardaway is like a top three of favorite player. Of okay, of let's time. go shooting guard. Uh, well, I mean, come on, that's that's Michael Jordan. Okay, Chris. Uh. James Harden. No. Okay, <laughs> I'm joking. No, 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 no. He's I'm not, joking. He's I fucking hate. He is James not Harden. serious. All right. So, so in reality, I'm gonna go point guard. I'm gonna go CP3. Right, and then shooting guard. See, right um, off the rip, I think that Tim Hardaway was I think better Tim than Hardaway was Chris terrible. Paul. I can't believe Tim you're saying Hardaway's that. Tim not better than Chris. You had Paul. any choice, and you chose Tim. You can give me like Jason Kidd or something. <laughs> Wait, are you like mocking that. my pick? Absolutely. All right. So who's better? Point guard in the 80s and 90s. I would say Jason Kidd. Yeah, of course. All right, fine, fine. Jason Kidd. Is Jason Kidd better <laughs> than Chris guy, Paul? You need a guy that's Jason Kidd's not going to bother shooting once. The all I'm trying game, to do is so compare okay the. the all I'm trying to do is compare the generation. Dave, so gonna, I get if it. we take Jason Kidd, is he better than Chris Paul? I have an idea. Dave picks Prime, a team yes. from that era, and I'm going to pick a better team from that era. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. You really are an See, asshole. No, we can't go Isaiah Thomas because that's I think even, they're going more nineties. Like, are we going to go, Dave? You have you have the a uh, hundred years of basketball. I have current, right? So that's what we're doing. All right. So wait a minute. So so Kyle's coming in saying that I should have picked Magic Johnson as my. I was I was going nineties, yeah, uh, later nineties. Can I pick? So my, fine. So if I'm, that's the case, then it's Magic and, and Jordan to start off my team. All right. So then I'm taking the, the I'm game taking, is over. So then I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking KD and um. I'm taking KD and LeBron. Point guard LeBron, KD. Oh, so now you're just making up. I'm just going. Well, so, yeah. Magic was a point. Because if you play in today's era, LeBron plays all four positions. 
Let him do that. If you're, if you're taking all time, you'll just I mean, take- come on, uh, Kyle. Like, I, I know enough not to fucking <laughs> pick Tim Hardaway over fucking Magic Johnson. I just, I <laughs> we, thought we were more in the 90s, like too. later 90s era. So fine. So if I'm, if I'm doing 80s and 90s, then it's Magic and it's, and it's, and it's, uh, it's a Jordan. So then you have KD and LeBron. Yeah. So that's, it's tight. Don't tell me it's not tight. Now end his life. End them. Well, them right now. Giannis is my fucking three. It's over though. He'll take Shaq, Oscar Robertson, and that's your game. We will We won't even so, need no, five. No, no. Oscar, we don't need I'll five. Take Chris, uh, Chris. I'll <laughs> take Charles Barkley here, to beat your ass on the knee, bro. Charles I'll Barkley. Take Shaq. I'll, Tell me, there's a better center than Shaq right now. There's not. There's not. The Jokic is going to cause problems for Shaq. For Shaq, problem. Jokic alive. Bro, prime Shaq. You're talking about prime Shaq. Right. I'm talking about. I'm talking about what Shaq going to do on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. He's going to have to play outside of the yeah. perimeter. I think he that's going to be an issue. I love it. Shaq. You know who gave Shaq major issues? Rasheed Wallace. Case in point. No, Jokic is a fuck. Is like Larry Bird, but seven foot. Stop disrespecting the Joker, bro. I'm not. He dis- also he's an MVP. Ended, I'm he not also knocked out the Marquise Morris for career, right? With just a, he just <laughs> He'll never barely touched day. him. He's from Serbia. Stop. Oh Stop. man, they have zero players that can shoot forty percent three point who will get yeah, shot out of the gym. Shack and we'll be we'll be fine. <laughs> Playing prison rules according to Chris Payne, <laughs> right? And and honestly, Giannis is going to probably fucking cover Shaq anyway. I tell you right now, look, look, Giannis is probably the closest thing to Shaq to Shaq that I've seen because of I the agree. body type and the just. Oh, my team is dominating that team. <laughs> Kidding me? The size alone. Giannis is the three. LeBron's the fucking one. Do you want me to demonstrate? Uh, do you KD's want me to? De- the two? Hey, here we go. Here we go. Do you want me to demonstrate what a foul would be in the nineties to to compare it to today? Because if that's the case, yeah, you'll probably dominate because you'll be at the line. Nobody all stopping long. Fucking time. nobody stopping LeBron. Jokic is going to have Shaq out on the perimeter. You're right because he's not right. <laughs> Bro, he's just going to play self. the perimeter. You and are and you're going to be crazy. like, yo, who's going to cover this guy out there? And it's going to be like, well, Shaq's got to fucking run out there. Toast, and do it. Toast said Hakeem Olajuwon would lock him up. Shaq sold himself. Well, then Shaq's out. Fine, so but you can't have both. But I'm saying, like, put but, Hakeem at the four. What really. I'm saying is that era had Shaq and Hakeem. This era has Giannis and maybe Joel Embiid. Not maybe. <laughs> Why are you disrespecting these guys? I'm not disrespecting them. I'm just telling beast. you that the, the, the grittier hardcore player was earlier. And now the, the hardcore player, a la LeBron James. If I'll you say, put rookie, listen, it's a great conversation to have, right? I'm getting choked up. Um, if you put, let's just say you put rookie or even prime no rookie lebron james in right now is it not even a debate like he's the the best player in the world over the the current landscape that's a good question bro yes because right now he's 40 yeah and he's yeah aging absolutely if lebron james was 18 right now entering the league right now he would be the new lebron james 100 percent. he played what because remember when he came in he was dominating the league which we all thought he he would anyway but i'm saying with a new breed of player that's in here right now i'm so confused you 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 think that me saying yeah he would automatically is like crazy that's like saying that jordan wouldn't come in and dominate right now. he didn't though but jordan did rookie jordan didn't come in and dominate like like lebron did look at jordan's points no i understand that but lebron didn't dominate as a rookie yes he He had a good season but they didn't dominate but he went to, he took that crappy ass team to the playoffs yeah, because and, they, but like he I think they were under 500 it was just a bad conference at the time like really bad I just think there's right? a players today what, early he, Jordan years no well no early LeBron years oh but the Jordan's numbers in his early in his career were phenomenal yes he just I understand scored that. a ton I just don't, I just don't think you t- if say let's say LeBron came out last year right and who was the first pick in the draft or the second pick I ja, just don't wasn't a jaw 
Job, no, that was like two years ago. Job was like second, but still. Oh, so you wait, think what? rookie? Well, I mean, rookie I don't think, last year, John Moran? No, two years ago. Two years, oh, yeah. Wow. Like, I just don't I think. I think he'd be in like he'd be in like the top five of best best rookies. Obviously, you know what I mean? Is I don't think he he'd be as big of a star. You think LeBron James would be like a top five pick? Not no, the, obviously not the best. he would be, be the number he would be one the generational pick. player. Look, there, we're talking nah, about a guy that's four hundred and forty pounds that. as like the next best thing. Zion, LeBron James, coming out of high school, so much more talented than a guy like Zion is not even close. And Zion's the biggest star. Has, Do you think they were just like player. reaching for somebody when they were talking uh, well, about that's, Zion? That's oh no, Zion had crazy talent and. Did he, he though, or was he just a just a faster Shaq? No, he was dunking, no, and it was the internet. He's more like a fatter Barkley. Than a faster a Shaq, but he also is way show. more athletic okay. in terms of jumping ability. But no, look, Zion's his own guy. Uh, LeBron James, if he came into the league right now, come on, guys! Like the 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 media makes a big thing about everything. If LeBron was eighteen now, seventeen, entering college for one year and going to Duke, clearly, right, and then <laughs> and then going into the NBA. Yeah, LeBron would be the first pick, and we'd be talking about him very, very, very much like he, we are now. So I guess the overall perception of this conversation or or putting a bow on the NBA conversation is that you think this 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 crop of players from 2000 and, I don't know, five, six, seven to now would, would dominate the 90s star. Like, I, just take the dream team. Let's just take them, for example, just because that was the greatest team ever assembled, right? And they didn't sniff uh, uh, anything less than, than a dominant win, oh, other than, you know. Well, let's players. just, the international competition was far less um, formidable at that time. And much due to the fact, because they did, I say this all the time, like, the, the thing that changed the NBA the most and what actually lends to the point that I'm making is that it's just a harder league now because, the, the influx of the European talent where back in the day, you didn't have that uh, in 92 Olympics. The um, United States went over overseas to Barcelona and on the world stage showed what the NBA was all about. And then from there on, you saw the next 20 years, 25 years, you started seeing these European players pop up around the league. And that's a direct effect inspired by There's also. Yeah. It, it, and it's also it's like uh, what you were talking about before nutrition and things like that, like, bro. Every young kid that played in the era over the last 15, 20 years grew up watching a Michael Jordan's playground. They had the Gatorade commercials. They had the Air Jordan shit. You know, it was just an era now where, it, you know, the N1 mixtape. So they changed a lot about the way basketball was played very much in thanks to the, the era before them. So it's just obviously. So you think this is just a passing of the torch in a, a, in a, in a way they play the I game of basketball? The, talented, the players in, of today are just as talented, if not more talented, and they get a bad rap for the fact that the league has changed drastically in the last 25 years in terms of rules, hand-checking, um, and maybe the analytics and the way things are coached. Now, if a coach – let's just say this. If if all 30 coaches in the NBA collectively said, you know what, we're going to stop coaching them to shoot threes, guess what would happen? The players would stop fucking shooting threes. They're not not running the offenses. Like, they're doing what they're told. So there's no Willie Beamans of this whole thing. They're not going out there I'm calling sure their own plays. I'm sure there's guys that are, are going off the beaten path a little bit, but they're stars in this league. There's not going to be a guy that's in a rotation that's looking for minutes to stay in a rotation that's not going to listen to his coach because he's young and uh, a bitch and he's, like, soft. You know, like, that's just not how it is. I think the players get a bad rap. The league itself and the media and really the social media generation where, where everybody has a say now is really why it is the way it is. And Yoker would fucking do just fine against Shaq. Just saying. Yoker <laughs> and Akeem like are very and listen, are very similar, and Shaq struggled mightily with Hakeem. 
mightily. So to say that a guy that's as talented as Joker wouldn't so I guess, get in, it's I'm, crazy. I, I, and he's Serbian. He's not soft. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> um, I, I guess war torn. So basically, to put a a bow on this whole thing, or at least to to con- I'll I'll concede in the fact that one topic one that we talked about before. If you put LeBron in the '90s, LeBron would absolutely crush it. Absolutely crush it. I believe that, I, and I've said that because LeBron's built different. You put Steph Curry in the in the '90s. I don't know. I don't know because I mean, Reggie size. Miller looked like a fucking. I can't even say because I will get canceled. <laughs> I'm fucking terrible of me to even think that. But <laughs> actually, I don't even know if that's. Nah, that I wouldn't try it though. <laughs> but anyway, um, but Reggie Miller is no different than Steph Curry. Same player. I mean, you could say that he has like a little more of an edge to him. He's a little tougher. But Did you just go for the choke? Yeah. Oh, uh, you're you're an yeah, ass. He's got a little more to him. <laughs> trying to, you know. Sorry, Reg. <laughs> no, I'm saying the, the thing with no, that know, was against the Knicks. Oh, bastard. Um, but yeah, so I agree with that. I agree with the sentiment that there was a tougher breed of player. Um, it just where men were men back then. Okay, that's that's how I see it. If you got elbowed in the face, you were still in the game. Like there's then now LeBron gets carted off for cramps. There's just a different element to the player. There is a different. Bro, I'm not saying skill wise. Anybody a fucking cramp like a bad one? Yes, I've got trolley up. horses all the time. Got to carry more water. me, carry me. Yeah, I just fucking cramp pain. I don't want to hear it. I just he's been shot at. <laughs> Did it hit him? No, he's got reflexes like a cat. Um, no, but I just think that the difference—the difference is the style of player. It's a different game, and I'm not—I'm not one to say that uh, it's a bad game. I don't like the new game. Like, I just uh, do. I want R.J. Barrett and all these guys to hit threes all day long, like a Steph Curry. Absolutely, that would win games, right? And we would win more basketball games because that's the way the game is played. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Doesn't mean I have to like it. No, I know. So, I'm just saying that. Um, doesn't mean you're right. <sighs> I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I mean, I'm look, right it's either. an opinion. You you can't. It's like saying, look, bro, I want you to like this version of basketball better than the one that you clearly like better. It's just not. It's it's a debate because more or less defending the fact that the players now aren't soft. It's the league might be, but the players right now, if you put them, they're playing within the confines of the, the game that they're playing. That's is that simple. Scoop says, "Wait till the four point shot comes." And let's just talk like <laughs> without getting Steph Curry's going to lead the league with, in fours without too. getting too deep into it. I mean, we could have this conversation across all platforms on all sports. We could have it about movies. We could have it about music. It's like the the things change, and you know, it might be for like, better right, or for worse. That's that's really a, a good point because you bring up football, like you bring up other sports, and I think of football. Like there are one hundred percent better. At- what happened? When you having Stimmy Palumbo on again? Oh God! Probably Friday. Stimmy Palumbo, he's coming in here. I don't know. We we'll talk. Dave Toast doesn't like. Dave doesn't really like any. That's not true. See Toast. See me and you are different, man. And I'm not about to go on some. Oh boy. I mean, I, I'm I'm biting the tongue here. I I think that there's we're we're allowed to be different people, right? Um, I love a lot of things in sports. I love. I am very very passionate about the sport of football. I'll tell you right now. The sport of football, the game of football, is way better because it has more athletic people in the sport now. Back then, you could say, well, you know, yeah. Herschel Walker and so, Bo Jackson so, and Barry I mean, Sanders. I get it, but now they're better athletes now. But will you say that, like, oh, 
the NFL is boring to watch now because they're not allowed to kill the quarterback. It's like, no, that keeps the NFL interesting. And that's why that right keeps now, the quarterbacks upright and playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, who wants to watch two backups? So who wants to watch a bunch of fucking guys go to the free throw line and get drilled and or, or worse, go, go to make a dunk and get fouled so hard, but it not get called. And it's just like, who wants to see that? That that's fun. <laughs> Scoop came 88, in. 81 overs. Like it's cool coming. Dave rocked AOL instant messenger. I absolutely, I had the best away messages of all time, by the way. Um, Gooch, yeah, Gooch. Wow. I was going to say Rob's coming in, but Rob's right there. You could just say it. I mean, uh, I'm just going through the, you know, the, the comments. <laughs> but I, 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 it's, I love a lot of things about sports and I love that there is generational differences between the sports, but doesn't mean you have to love the sport as much as you did once upon a time. So like once upon a time, I was the biggest, I was the Kyle of the nineties. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew everything about everything about everything. Right. And then over time, I'm just like, well, why is he allowed to take fucking nine steps? You know, like, and you start seeing these things and you're like, ah, whatever. And then of course, Dave uh, stops playing basketball because Elio's pizza, you know, but like, and I got bigger and I just couldn't move on the court anymore. And I was more like a perimeter shooter myself for a little while, but then I stopped playing basketball and I fell out of love with it. And then the game changed right before my eyes. And I'm not saying I hate basketball. I want the Knicks to win the title every single fucking year. Okay. But I'm just saying the game has changed. The NFL has changed for the better. Baseball has changed for the better. There's people in baseball right now, despite about the rules and the shift thing that they're about to ban and all this other shit that are about to try to fix baseball, pace of play, all that shit. I said it the other day in the chat. I said, don't touch baseball. It's pure. Leave it. Well, I think baseball out of all the sports is the one that's changed the least, even though you do see the shift. And you I mean, see, it's all the same rules. Um, the, the analytics change the game a lot. Analytics but in terms ruin of, the game of baseball. In terms of ruin whether it. the players are soft or not, I think – if anything, the players were more soft back in the day because you couldn't fucking flip your bat after hitting a home run without one of the guys getting his fucking panties in a bunch. You know, nowadays, they're a little more um, accepting of the fact that the other guys are celebrating, which the unwritten rules of baseball are kind of going by the wayside, which I think is time, right? I, I like when certain guys enforce unwritten rules, but I also think that the unwritten rules shouldn't be there. Like you know? stepping on the mound. Well, like, like certain things, you get it, but it's just like, you know, you understand if you're going to break the rule, you could be mad at me all you want. It's not a fucking rule. And understanding that breaking the rule might end up turning into a fight. I like all that police itself. Baseball does a good job of that more than any other sport other than hockey, I'd say, in terms of policing themselves. But baseball, I think, changed the least in terms of the rules and things like that. In fact, they haven't changed the rules at all. And that's why you're allowed to shift because it's like it wasn't a rule. So they're like, well, it wasn't a rule. So you, you could just do it. And now you, you can't. Know? And like if anything, sure what they're going to do is make changes to almost make baseball go back to the way it was, which I would be okay with. I think I'm okay with that too. I, I don't want, I, but I'm, I'm in that old school realm where I'm like, just bunt the other way. Go yeah, ahead. But look, but not you, everybody can bunt. And not I everybody could bunt. And even more so, try and bunt, uh, um, try and bunt <laughs> one down the opposite field line when somebody's throwing a curveball low and in. It's just not easy. Knowing that there's a shift, the pitchers are going to be like, well, I'm not going to give you a pitch. You're not outside getting outside. Right. You're not going to pitch outside. Bunt one down the line. It's just, and look, uh, it's not easy to bunt if I threw the ball to you, right? I understand they're major league hitters, but it doesn't matter. Swinging a bat and bunting are very, very different. It's not uh, it's not guaranteed that because you could field and you could hit that you're also going to be able to lay down a bunt. It's just a different thing. Um, you could say you should be able to, and it's like, have you ever done it? Have you ever tried it? It's just not easy. It's just not easy when you got Jacob deGrom or even middle-of-the-road third starter or even – Worse is like when you get a guy that comes in just to get you out, you know, literally you, he comes in to get you specifically out I, after 
you face somebody else See, for I, fucking three <clears throat> innings. Do you, do you hate that three rule? Three at-bats. Do you hate that rule? The three at-bat rule? Yes. Is that still in? Is that still a thing? Or is that a COVID know. thing? I don't even no, know. That was a uh, pace of plague thing. So that's I, still I in there. Still in, yeah. Wow. Or it maybe it's. I hate that I shit. Know. I would. I liked when I know it's. I know it goes to fifteen commercial breaks, but I liked that. Like, oh, this is the the lefty specialist pitcher that's going to come in and burn you and then get taken right out. I like that shit. So, but that's just strategy. So staring down. See, this is where I, I I feel like it's a little hypocritical. What bat flips are fine. Staring down a pitcher, I'm throwing at you that I'm coming for you. So I understand. But like to me, I think that's the soft part. I think that's soft. Like if somebody stares at you, fucking get them out. You know what I mean? Like it's you're you know you're that soft. Or somebody stares at you, you got to throw it at. I feel like that's like. That's very Will. I'm catching Will Smith vibes. No, I, I've, not, I've never understood that either about like, you know, if I hit a home run or whatever, like know, I'm pimping that shit. Flip, I'm gonna yeah. fucking throw the bat so why do you got to throw what? at me? You know what I mean, next Listen, time you get me out, do the same. You don't have to tell me I, my favorite athlete of all time is Deion Sanders. He used to high step it from the 20, you know, and like, you don't want him to high step. Go catch Stop him. Right, don't yeah, catch him. Ready for me to age myself a little bit. I was at the game where Deion hit the inside the park home run. Wow. How old are you? 51. <laughs> <laughs> no, 39 almost almost there bro in may same birthday as one jimmy palumbo getting involved here uh but i saw jimmy palumbo in here before i don't know what he was he just said one word avanel i guess he just wants a plug uh. he wants a plug i plugged your show in the beginning if you joined us where everybody else is joining us at 11 o'clock jimmy you know just to come in here hey, and bark Stimmy, orders. Stimmy palumbo we had a, a request for your presence on the show by Stimmy og yeah. he's like what what did joe lacory say see sometimes i can't see uh, laying down a bunt to the oppo is so much easier than trying to get a home run. Um, yeah. Um, what do you think? Swing no. away or lay a bunt? What's um, harder? It depends who you're talking about. I'm, I'm imagining for Joey Gallo, it's uh, <laughs> laying down a bunt down the opposite field line. Clearly, because look, we're not um, we're not some geniuses that when we're when we're watching at home and we're like, why don't he just lay down a bunt? And it's like the guys that can do it, do it. You know, who is it that did it a lot? Was it Rizzo? Anthony Rizzo, I feel like, laid down a decent amount of bunts last year, even in against the short the time he was with the Yankees against the shift, right? But don't think that we're just some rocket scientists. All of a sudden, we're the only people in all of the world, like collectively as fans, but none of the 30 managers understand that, that you should do it. Right. You know, like they would be calling for it. It's not a thing. If it was, if they had the ability to do it, more guys would be doing it. Okay. All right. I mean, look, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that yeah. was – as we we walked in here today, we were saying, "Oh man, what a what a light light news day!" Obviously, you know NBA games are going nuts, and oh, we got breaking news. Hey, finally, something. Sean McVay says star defensive tackle will retire. Aaron Donald is done. What? No, what? I'm what? kidding. Whoa. He's returning to the Rams next season. Why would Sean McVay retire for Aaron Donald? I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you, bro. He was still staring at his phone like after you said. Was <laughs> no, like I was I was reading. I was like reading the whole. So Dude, Aaron have- Donald is back. Running it back. I mean, that wasn't that was never a debate to me. That was he was never going anywhere. No, I agree. Kidding me? I mean, all that under, money. He's under contract. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand that, but I'm saying like all that money, bro. Come on, no, there's no way. Uh, baseball players should fake injuries if they want to only face one batter. It's not a bad play. It's not. I mean, talk about all, all, all ultimate pussification. Like sitting there, like, oh my hand got a cramp in my hand after one batter. Are you just drawing squares Who again? That? Who said that? Scoop. Oh, I thought it was going to be pain. I'm like, you know, that's called flopping, right? Uh, Chris Payne coming in, staring down is saying, I'm a tough guy. Okay, let's see how tough you are. Duck my fastball and then tuck your chin because it's coming. Test your toughness. See, I don't I don't agree. So are you are you tough because you're throwing a fastball at me? How about 
I'll hit you with my bat. Oh, yes, April Fool's Day was Friday. You missed it. No, it like, is Friday. It is. I'm saying it is Friday. So you missed like you're two days early. Well, if, if only that three days, if early. only that situation would have presented itself. in four. Maybe it will. Hours, Maybe right? it will. Maybe you should watch yourself. <laughs> so uh, I feel like Dave would be the easiest target. What, I for feel the- like I feel like there's a thing here and I, I, go ahead. No, 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 no you're talking about the comments. No, no, scoop. Go ahead. scoop. What you just did, bro, is almost like a, it's like one it's of those things move. that you deserve to get slapped for because. I'm not, not going to slap Scoop. You should Will Smith the fuck um, out of this guy. <laughs> yeah, you get Will Smith. For, you get Chris Rocked for that. Actually works. I like that. But Scoop, like basically that. what you just did when you said April Fool's Day is Friday. It's like, yeah, bro. But let's just say I was going to do an April Fool's joke on Friday. It's like it's like name dropping in a fantasy draft. You don't Ooh, fucking yeah, say Yeah, you don't say it. It. You don't be like, I can't believe this guy's still there. As, the, as I'm sitting there like nervous that he's going to get picked right before mine. You, know, you just ruined my April Fool's joke potentially i mean now it's just there's gonna be a lot of fake pregnancies there's gonna be a lot of <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of weird tomfoolery on april fool's day on friday but that's it one at a time yeah <laughs> liaison jimmy just comments one word i feel like is he okay is he stroking he out Abenel and then liaison. right <laughs> it's not there's nothing to it but anyway this has been another show. It's been another good one. We want to thank you guys for Rob's joining. Real quick, just I know this isn't a wrestling show. LeBron but, is better. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, our our you know wrestling announcer here, Dave, is going to be on Fight TV again this Thursday. Uh, all right. AAA invades WrestleCon. You know, and yeah, people yeah. should know. If you want to support the show, support Dave. Check it out. Thursday, I think it's 6 o'clock, Fight TV. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, they hit the, me up. That was the, the weirdest booking I've ever gotten. Fit, Rob, you got something on your face. I think it's jizz. <laughs> you like to taste Dave, it. Zip up, bro. I'm no, sorry. That was so cute. No, shout out to Rob for giving Dave the plug. Though, yeah, no, uh, it, it is a big thing. It was a plug. It was a uh, it was a booking that I've never gotten uh, like this before. So obviously, I did the AAA event last week or two. What was it? Three weeks ago now. Uh, and and some, I just got, you got some juice coming in from email coming in. What? Yeah, Nets laying 14 points to the Pistons at home tonight. Brooklyn still just cannot cover at home. Got to take Detroit plus 14 tonight against. Yeah, Detroit is cover city, bro. And Appreciate you for Detroit, the picks last night, Speaking Kyle. of Detroit, they got the draft over the Packers. And oh, Detroit else, getting rocked. And they city. also got, what else did they get? They got the, the draft <laughs> and they got, they got hard knocks. The hard knocks. And that's the show. <laughs> Detroit getting all that stuff. But yeah, I got an email from AAA again saying, like, hey, we'll see you Thursday. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't, I, nobody told me anything, but. Yeah, so they're going to be invading WrestleCon uh, this Thursday night. It's a big WrestleMania week. So if, just tune in later on around 2 o'clock. You'll hear and see the latest edition of the Fight Factory that Jean debuts Carlo. later on. What, what is John Carlo? I'm chiming what? in on Jimmy's stand. Just, that's it. Just all right. Uh, all right, um, so uh, Joe LaCorey came in with Joe a LaCorey, question. Joe LaCorey, it's Reggie White, by the way. Go Who ahead. is the greatest force of nature defensively in the NFL? Is it still LT or Donald? Uh, Dave, the beard is tight today. Wait, was it what? It's tight today, buddy. The beard. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, uh, I, that's my boy, uh, Diego. My boy, Diego, shaping it up, making it look sexy as Dina just bolts out of here. I mean, well, uh, you got to let us know these things, you know? Like, I, I, I got to know. Well, it doesn't have to end at 12. I mean, now it has to end because there's nobody there. We are driving without a driver. It's okay. No worries. It's all, right. all good. All good. So, with that being said, it's been another great show. I'm glad we got some content out of this. I'm glad we talked about the NBA. I didn't get too fired up uh, like I thought about it. Um, 
Chris Payne saying, can we talk about how I hate my job? Well, look, man, just keep protecting and serving. You're almost done in two years, and then you can invest in Chop Sports and become a partner with us. You can do that, okay? I'll just put that a little extension on the table. You let me know what you want to do. And then, uh, yeah, so that (laughs) – it's his damn turrets. What does it say? Turrets. Oh, turrets. Wow. (laughs) Turrets? Turrets. Rotate that turret somewhere else. What movie is that? anyway thank you guys for watching please like this video all right do us a favor subscribe to the channel do us that favor to share this video and again later on tune in to this channel you're going to see the first uh chop sports fight factory with myself chris tommy d and rob and we'll preview some wrestlemania coming up along with ufc columbus uh review so that's it we got anything else I got to take a piss really bad. So do I. So we're about to race there. Um, But yeah, so that's it. We'll see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday. Cheers, love. All right. All right. All right.